So you want to be on Dangertainment? Let's see what you got. In 1998, Jamie Lee Curtis wanted to end the Halloween series, and for audiences, Halloween H2O seemingly ended with the final death of Michael Myers. But we all know you can't keep a good slasher down, so it was a surprise to no one when the eighth installment of the Halloween franchise hit theaters in 2002. It seemed as if the current incarnation of The Shape wasn't being kept alive by mysticism this time. Instead, Michael Myers had the protection of executive producer Mustafa Akkad's business acumen, and more specifically, a contract saying that Michael can't be killed. So Halloween was resurrected once again, and at the helm this time was the first two-time director in the series, Rick Rosenthal. Rick had done Halloween 2 back in 1981, but his second time in the Halloween director's chair turned out to be kind of a mess. If Halloween H2O was inspired by Scream, then Halloween Resurrection was apparently inspired by the Blair Witch Project in the strangest way possible. Ironically, Halloween Resurrection turned out to be the demise of this version of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode in different ways. Is the end of this particular Halloween timeline worth going back to watch? Find out tonight as we discuss Halloween Resurrection here in The Last Theater. Welcome to an episode where Joey has a look on his face of disgust and apprehension for what we're about to partake in. My name is Chris. And my name is Joey. So, Chris, yes. <laughs> Halloween Resurrection was a movie from the early 2000s. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> we do have to fill a little bit uh, more okay. time, please, right, Joey. Right. There, there is some stuff to discuss in this one as we discuss all of these things in the mm -hmm. Halloween franchise on cnjradio.com. Sure. But, yeah. We usually say if you haven't seen it, pause our show and go watch it. Right. Just don't pause. Don't, <laughs> Just don't, don't watch, watch it. it. Yeah. Listen to us. I usually don't want to pump myself up. Yeah. But... This is one of the few times I'm going to say you're better off just listening to us. Yeah. Even, even if we do a half-decent show by our standards. Right. I think you're still going to have a better time. Yeah. Than you would watching this piece of garbage. <laughs> That's... And part six is also a piece of garbage. Right. But I, I, I just trying to make sense of it was where my entertainment was and that whole right. thing. So, yeah. yes... I, I made the sacrifice and pushed through it. We all did, <laughs> even those of you listening, our friends. But there's no redeeming social value in this. There's no yeah. justification of time spent, and it's a slap in the face. I, wow, you know, right. I, I know you. I know people like to say, and I know you say that, like you know, you have to do it, and they they say they have to do it. But right. after the ending of H two O, I felt betrayed that this movie was coming out. Yeah. I really did. I. I, I I'm still insulted by this. Yeah, it doesn't help any kind of rewatch. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll even give you a little insight, Chris. Mm -hmm. I never watched this movie until three or four years ago oh, when I got when the box got the set. set. Wow! Because I heard about yeah, I heard about the explanation as to why Michael wasn't killed. Yeah, and then I happened to see the first act or like that first part. Yeah, with Jamie Lee on television, mm -hmm. and as soon as the title credit rolled, I was out well, and i mean yeah. this and so. really that's fair because 
up to this point, besides part three, the outlier, every Halloween movie has been Michael and either Laurie or and or Dr. Loomis. And once you kill off Laurie as well, what's the point? There's no point. Because part two set it up to be, that's the thing, Laurie and Michael. So there's no point after that. So we were talking in the previous episode about... We were talking around it because we wanted to save it for this one about the... I think we did a good job. Yeah, the whole first (laughs) scene in Resurrection, because that was actually decided, and the flashbacks were shot back when they were doing H2O, if what I read on the internet was correct, which who knows. But the commentary from H2O, Jamie Lee Curtis was talking about this movie as well, because she had to. Jamie Lee Curtis wanted H2O, like I said, to be the end of the series. She wanted Lori to kill Michael. Of course, as we've discussed twice now, Mustafa Akkad said, no, that will not happen. Michael cannot die. So Jamie Lee Curtis was going to quit the project if she didn't get a version of her way. I'm not saying that she was... Like, I approve of her her directive, like her creative vision. I think she got roped into a contract situation, which is the only reason why she's even in this. In this one, in Resurrection, yeah. yeah. The opening of this movie, of Resurrection, was actually written in the previous one. Kevin Williamson, we were talking about the writing hoops that he had to jump through in order to satisfy Mustafa Akkad and Jamie Lee Curtis at the same time from two absolutely... Like, impossible to negotiate scenarios. He's dead, he's alive. He had to make that work. And he did, in a way. And proof to how good of a writer he is. That he sold it to both of them. Yeah, absolutely. And pulled it the fuck off. He did. (laughs) So, what happened, if you don't know, is when we were talking about, at the end of the previous one, where after the shape is pinned between the van, the meat wagon, and the tree, tree, when he reaches up, to kind of like what's this on my head it's because it's not michael it's a paramedic we see at the beginning of this movie laurie strode is in a mental hospital and why is she in a mental hospital well let us explain and then it's time for your favorite part of the film the exposition yeah i mean and you get it almost more than in part four at the beginning with that guy yeah the exposition people in this one are like two of the attendants there's a one that's obviously been there for years and one that's new so the one that's been there for years is telling the person that's new about everything you need to know there's also that that guy i bet she even knows how michael killed his sister she she definitely knows that (laughs) she knows how many times the the judith brushed her own hair Yeah. yeah Because um, they they touch they do that in this movie too. Actually, later on, we'll get to that. Yes, they will. <laughs> but so the expedition people explain that apparently, when after Lori had stabbed Michael and he fell from the second floor in the cafeteria of Hillcrest Academy, apparently, when they called the police, they all left Michael alone, and one paramedic, one single paramedic, went into the building. To check on Michael as he was laying there. When have you ever seen one paramedic do anything ever in anything? Real life or movies? That's an immediate hole. EMTs always have an assistant. Even if it's a routine house call. And they get called and they're like, they don't even want us there. Or it's just a formality. The assistant is always there. Even if it's for a cat in the tree or whatever. I mean, the fire department gets more of those calls because they have ladders. But you know what I'm saying. Your assistant is always there. Like, did he have to pee? They, they don't talk about any of it. Yeah. 
and it's dumb. And this is like a big, huge hole right there. And you think Lori wouldn't stand there and stare at Michael the entire time? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I know. It's so you don't any, see anything that's going on. Yeah. Like there's a close-up black and white shot of the paramedic reaching down. Michael reaches up and grabs him, and the exposition lady explains that Michael <laughs> grabbed the paramedic, didn't kill him, but knocked him out. Duct tape his mouth shut, I think. <laughs> yes. And yes. Yeah. We have to bunch of electrical tape yeah. around his mouth did, a whole where, bunch of times. Did he have it on him? Did he? Where did he find that in the school? Did he, like, who knows? Is it his little toolbox, his yeah. little EMT box that he's toting around by himself. Right. <laughs> he's got all the tools in the world. So he wrapped him up, wrapped up his mouth, uh, removed all of his own clothes, removed yeah. the paramedic's clothes, switched clothes, and then... Hey, nice fit. <laughs> right. And then apparently, like, effed off out of the building... Yeah. Because he couldn't have any of the other people see him because yeah. it's Michael Myers. Like, where's the where's the paramedic yeah. guy that went in there? It's real face Michael. Yeah. And we don't see it, but yeah. he, it has to be. We saw his face a little bit in the first one, so he knows we know he's a very interesting-looking fellow. Sure. So anybody that would be have ever worked with these paramedics and you think yeah. that someone yeah. would recognize, hey, who are you? Yeah. Why don't you go back and do your job? Right. Finish your job. I yeah. still need you to do paperwork. I mean, there's a whole thing going no on No one here. wondered where this paramedic went off to. Nope. So all this happens. He might have even seen the getaway. Right. Which is like, he's like, eh. yeah. he was at least halfway down the street before yeah. he saw it tear away. Yeah. So there's that. That would have been neat to have that <laughs> shot in there too. You could have reshot some stuff yeah. and then maybe had it match yeah. without using some of the principal players. Just right. use extras. Right. Give me something. But, I mean, this... and talking about all this and how much I hate it. This is the best part of the movie, Chris. <laughs> right. I think it might be. <laughs> yeah. But, so... I, mean, I guess it has to be. Watching the end of part seven, H2O, knowing that all this is happening, uh, Jamie actually said, when you see Michael sit up in front of the meat wagon... He's kind of hunched over a little bit, and I didn't notice that until she pointed it out. She said, yeah. that's not how Michael sits up. That's a tell. And reaching up at his head, that's a tell. So my question to you when you were watching it this time was, did they plan this, or was this a retcon done by the makers of Resurrection? It was absolutely planned, and it was shot to be this at that point. But Kevin Williamson gets away scot-free because he doesn't have any involvement in Resurrection beyond yeah. having set this up. He was just doing like, his job. H2O is his movie. Yeah. Very good movie. Yes. Resurrection is not his movie. Not a good movie. It's it's like he built this awesome house. Yeah. And then put a thing of dynamite in there right. and walked out yeah. and lit the fuse. Like right. sparked the fuse yeah. a little bit. Like, this is it. It's awesome. I yeah. did this. Do what you want with it. You might as well just do this. Yeah, you but, might as well blow it the fuck up. <laughs> but it's not his fault. No, he it's, was doing yeah. his job, like I he, said. He did his job very well. So that's the whole setup. That's how Michael gets back from being beheaded. They have the whole, there's the shot of the head where they pull the mask off and you see this, the paramedic, because you see the paramedic in the yeah. in the flashback. He looks like the cop from T2 that yeah. gets the, uh, that's getting the donuts and coffee. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? It yeah. might be the same guy. It might be, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's how Michael isn't dead. We, we are all, we are explained all of this by the very helpful exposition nurse. And we see Laurie Strode. I kind of like some of the Laurie Strode stuff in there. She's mm -hmm. given the pills, and when the, the nurses walk out, she spits them out, and she puts them in the little doll that she has. Mm -hmm. So she's doing what Michael did when he was a kid growing up. Mm -hmm. She's playing comatose, and she's faking it mm -hmm. as... I like that. Yeah, so that's a neat callback. Yeah. Um, and a neat continuity, because mm -hmm. we saw in the previous movie, Mirror 
window thing. They're the same. They're the same family. They're of the same blood. Mm-hmm. So it's it's in in her family, and that was kind of neat. So this whole first sequence ends. There's this other guy in the hospital who is apparently like a serial killer groupie, or know, <laughs> lack of a better word. I like that. Yeah. He's 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 also exposition, but in a yeah. different way. And he gets exposition wrong. He, yeah, he actually got the body count wrong. Yeah, because yeah. he said that Michael killed four students. Yeah, in, referring sure. to H two O, which wasn't the case. He killed two of the students. Although yes, if you count the two kids, but that was in Illinois. So yeah. and there were more people. So he was wrong. He was yeah. wrong. 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 He was wearing a clown mask, so that was a callback to the original. So. Yes, there's that. But also, you can get away with that if yeah. you explain in a script like, well, the guy's in a mental hospital. Yeah. Like, he's going to get everything right. Right. He, he, we never said he was a savant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. I just like, I kind of like how the people throughout the movies that have done this stuff, they get certain very specific things right for, like, that they wouldn't know anything about. But stuff that they would know, like body counts, they get completely wrong. So, because we talked about that as we've gone through. Yeah. Um, but basically, Michael. So the whole first scene, the opening before the opening credits, is Michael going to this mental hospital, and Lori's ready for him. She's going to deal with him on her terms again. But turns out she has a trap set for him. And I want to know how long she had that trap set. Yeah, I mean, probably a long time. Yeah. However long she's been there, yeah. because apparently she went in like the next day. Basically, yeah, because. But explanation thank you nurses was that she when she realized that she killed a person and not michael she killed a paramedic an innocent person she basically it broke her and if she was in a bad place in h2o which she was it just pushed her over the edge yeah i mean her pseudo boyfriend just got murdered in front of her too and she already had a, a wannabe boyfriend killed off on that same night in the back in the day yeah Oh, and, yeah, Ben Tramer, you know, yeah. her son, while coming to this sympathetic thing with him, mm-hmm. understanding why all these years, yeah. because he experienced it now, but now he's turning 18, he's like, well, yeah. I mean, that's the reality of it, probably. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm sure he still loves his mother. Yeah. But he's not in here, so I get to guess. Yeah, and he would have been <laughs> 21 by the time this movie happened, Yeah, so he's an adult out on his own at this point, I'm sure. Yeah, so... Yeah, so. Yeah, I just hated this. I hated that yeah. this is how it went from a very satisfying ending in H2O to this. And, and that's like I why said, I was talking about in the previous one where stuff that happens in this movie does affect how I view the ending of that one. I have to block it out, but I know that to. it happens. And you see that it's meant to happen, so it, it does kind of affect it in my eyes. But I'll still watch yeah. H2O. It's still a good movie. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, she gets him in this trap where she gets him in the, the, it's like, like a pulley, the, the noose thing that yeah. puts him upside down the, the hunting like loop thing. Yeah. It's where you learn how to trap wild animals. Yeah, exactly. I learned that the first week of junior yeah. campers. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Floor pie. Um, <laughs> but she, it does this weird thing that I thought was super weird is that Michael, when he's hanging upside down, he's dropped his knife and he looks I forget exactly what he does, but it forces Lori to second guess herself. And she's like, I have to make sure. So she goes in to like pull off his mask. Yeah. But like I said, when we were watching it, how is she going to know what he looks like? Yeah. Like she never, she didn't see his face in H2O. Yeah. She pulled his mask up or he got his mask pulled up in the first one for a split second, but it was so dark. And I don't think she saw it. No, she didn't. So she wouldn't know what he looks like. I guess if it looked like a, 
if the person had tape on their mouth or something, but why would that be the case? Like, I don't understand. He's clearly she, stalking her she now. She knows like, that he was chasing her, so yeah. why would she do that? Yeah, she had the upper hand at the end of H2O, Yeah, and she does it now because she is the hunted now. Yeah. So there's no reason for her to check this mask yeah. other than just to... To get grabbed and get, get killed. Yeah. yeah. So, and then there's the weird thing where he grabs her and pulls her over and stabs her in the back, and as she knows she's dying, she kisses him on the mask? Yeah, that's stupid. I don't like it. That's completely stupid, you know. She could have just said, I'll see you in hell, fine. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. And it's almost like she has, you don't even see her body, like she like, it's almost like she turns she into dust or kinda something. kind of disappears in the CG trees. <laughs> yeah. And it... The director, I listened to the commentary, most of the commentary on this. I fell asleep oh, towards really? the end. I and, couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and in the director commentary, he, Rick Rosenthal, was saying that there was this debate over whether or not Laurie should kiss Michael in that instance. And basically, he said that he put it over the top to do it because he said, if we do it, we'll win Best Kiss on the MTV Awards. That was, I don't know, I mean, that might have been a joke explanation, sure. but that's what he said. You know, sadly, I believe him. There's a lot yeah. of MTV influence on here. I it's, believe it's him. not just Busta Rhymes. Yeah, we were talking about you, that movie. That movie that show, Fear. Yeah, that's what this whole movie is yeah. from this point on. Is is MTV's Fear, which I like. Fear. Yeah. The, I don't like Resurrection. Yeah, it's like Fear is a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> this is a movie that people yeah. put millions of dollars into. Yeah. That's also attached to this franchise that we pretty much love for the most part. The most we part. love the majority yeah. of it. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. or at least half. I yeah I I love the franchise. I don't love all the decisions made throughout the franchise. Sure. So there's that. I actually believe he was serious. I do. There, you know, I'll I'll give him that. He should own up to it. Everybody should take responsibility for their actions here. Yeah. I like that in the uh, was it the 25 Years of Terror documentary, mm -hmm. Mustafa Akkad put Buster Rhymes at his son's doorstep. Oh, he was yeah. like, well, he mentioned him to me. Oh yeah. So I went with it. He was like, yeah. oh, kids like him. Yeah. And so that's his excuse. Right. This is a movie that he sunk a lot of money into, yeah. and he's like, well, my kid likes him. Isn't that the same excuse that George Lucas gave for Phantom Menace? <laughs> right. My kids like the script. Yeah. My kids like Jar Jar. <laughs> like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. And that's what a lot of this movie feels like, is this is what we think people want in this at this time, so we're just going to do that. And yeah. Rick Rosenthal, as much as, I mean, I do like part two, um, mm. We had talked about how it's not as good as part one, even though it tried to be, and there were, it didn't feel very, there was no artistry to it. It was more of just like a workman kind yeah. of thing. This one just feels like he didn't really care so much, and he just put out enough to get the job done. Yeah. There was a lot of ho-hum horror movies at this time. Yeah. And a lot of them are Dimension's fault. Yeah. Miramax Dimension's fault. Was a even some of the Scream sequels, like yeah. 3 comes to mind. Right. I need to revisit that, but I'm like, it's all right. You yeah. know, like with a high inflection. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, need to revisit it. And there's even, like, stuff like Valentine. And, you know, yeah, they're it, all kind which, of generic. Which, they're not good and they're generic, but all this movie had to be was probably something like that. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be feeling any hate for it. In the same way that Halloween 2 is not the original Halloween. Right. I did not expect, if they were going to attempt to follow up H2O, I still would not have expected greatness. Yeah. And so I went in that way, yeah. and I still got less of a return on that opinion. Yeah. I mean, that's how bad this movie is. Because when you take out... It's just not a Halloween yeah. movie. It's just something else. It's... <laughs> we, we talked about... 
really good references yeah. in the last one. Yeah. The first Halloween. Right. Friday the 13th, which is at least fun. Yeah. We talked about Alfred Hitchcock. Right. <laughs> now we're talking about MTV. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, this is where we're at. Yeah. This is where it's at, man. You know, I get it. I, they, after a while, studios don't want old men money. Sure. They want the kids. Yeah. They want young and skinny. Well, and that's what horror is for the most part. Most, like, popular horror, I would yeah. say. And the kids are going to go see it no matter what. So yeah. here's the thing. You don't have to see a kid that looks like you to relate to this movie to want to see a horror yeah. movie. Because if they don't like him, if they don't like the character, they're going to root for him to get killed. Right. This is really simple stuff. Yeah. So I just... Yeah. I just... Nobody in this movie is sympathetic. Like... I don't feel a lot for a lot of the people in here. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just going to yeah. hate this thing across the board. <laughs> and I like Busta Rhymes yeah. as a rapper, yeah. as a music guy, yeah. uh, as a personality. I, I used to call him the David Lee Roth of rap because yeah. he just had that thing. Yeah. And uh, and I, I know it's just like, well, LL worked in the... I know that's how they thought. LL yeah. was good in the... other Busta Rhymes will be fine. He'll, yeah. he'll be fine. He's been in two movies. Right. Yeah, and he's he wasn't very good in those movies, but it's, yeah. it's Buster Rhymes. Yeah, and, and and he really is just him. He's, he he at, at any yeah. time do you not feel like he's like, you know, this guy that he's portraying? Yeah, it's <laughs> he's just not Buster Rhymes, and he just keeps talking and talking and talking. <laughs> and the director Rick Rosenthal, he was kind of talking about working with Buster Rhymes, and he was basically saying he didn't say it, but the way he was talking about working with him. He was saying that he wouldn't know whether Busta would get the the shot on the close-up or the far one. He wasn't sure when Busta would hit it just like he wanted. So, to me, it felt like he was saying that he would just kind of let Busta Rhymes go and do his thing. And that's why you get this verbal diarrhea throughout most of the movie. Um, <laughs> it, like he narrated all of his actions. He like, did. Especially in the hotel scene. Yeah. Which you just eye roll into death. Because he's watching the Kung Fu movie and he's just... Well, that'll be important later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He... Because Rosenthal said something... Because Busta says something about Chun-Li something or other. Yeah. And... Rosenthal was saying, oh, and I thought he was talking about something, that he was referencing some kung fu movie, and then I asked Busta, and he was like, oh, I just made that up. So apparently he just let Busta go and just do whatever he wanted, as long as he kind of sort of hit the script. That's that's the impression I got from listening. So it's another, it's, it's Rick Rosenthal was so, like, hands-off and just kind of letting these people do their thing. Yeah. Which works sometimes, but when you don't have any clear vision, which clearly this didn't, then it just doesn't, it just feels like a mishmash of stuff. It does seem like directors are like sports coaches. Yeah. You know, like you could be an okay coach yeah. if you got the, the talented ball players that right. are going to hit the home runs every time. There's not a lot of coaching you have to do yeah. other than just, you know, make the overall presentation right. flow. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what a director's supposed to do. Yeah. So you don't have the same talent. You don't even have the same talent from the previous movie, and he definitely doesn't have the same talent as he did in part two. And he was using a lot of rookies in part two, yeah. but they actually seemed to know what they were doing. Yeah. And but I he don't... also had Donald Pleasance. And... Well, yeah, yeah, Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee, yeah. and a few other good ones in yeah. there. But, you know, even the rookies in Halloween 2 proper yeah. uh, make the ones in Resurrection look like, they make them look like amateurs. Yeah. Like, a lot of the time. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, like the main girl, Do you did you feel anything for her, Chris, like at all? She didn't really get enough characterization, I don't think. She was fine, but she was kind of a knockoff Laurie Strode, yeah. which was what she was intended to be. Um, yeah. And he was talking about that as well, saying that she wanted to play this in a certain way. 
not that I wanted her to play this in a certain way. So her name is Sarah. She is the main character. She's played by Bianca Kalik is her name. Okay. Um, she's been in a few things since then. But, Valentine? Uh, no, I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the first time you see her is in the college class. Again, a reference. Yeah. Uh, Rick Rosenthal is the professor in that class, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. She's doing twirling her hair like Lori did and like Molly did. Yeah. So I get it. And I get excitement about being in a Halloween series. But doing it for like the third time, no. it's like, yeah, you're not, bring something new to it, you know. Apparently yeah. she couldn't scream either, which is super ironic. Wow, that's a problem. <laughs> he was saying that they had to dub all of her screams in because she just couldn't do it. My God, and... you a stunt screamer? Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Which is funny because, so the the whole plot of this movie, get this out of the way, <laughs> is that Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks run this <laughs> online, yeah, Tyra Banks is in the movie. <laughs> They run this online streaming thing because internet is new and, and exciting at the time. Mm. And it is basically MTV's Fear, which was inspired by the Blair Witch Project before that. And yes. it is a... They are bringing in these kids to go into the Myers house. The they're OG Myers house, yeah, yeah. They're strapping them with cameras. They're setting up cameras all around the house. And it's supposed to be... They're basically like a ghost hunters. They are trying to find out why Michael killed his everybody back when by searching through the house, which doesn't make any sense, yeah. but you find out later they're setting stuff up in the house. Yeah. That's the plot of the movie. And it's, that's very deep if you think about it, because that's what, that's what we were as an audience. It's yeah. like they set up all this stuff. Oh, right. And we're just like, oh, yeah. oh it's a ripoff. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> the characters realize it after a while, right. too. And they're like, this sucks. <laughs> right, yeah. But, so, that's the plot of the movie. And the movie, there's so much of that first, the, the video footage from the cameras, which is from Fear, Blair Witch, and all of the, because found footage exploded after Blair Witch. Oh, yeah. So it was Even all George Romero got in on found yeah. footage by the yeah. end of the day. And so that's what half of this movie is. Not found footage proper, but they used that, the cameras, they were actually wearing real cameras that were recording as they were shooting the movie and they would use that footage yeah. whenever they, they found a, a good shot or whatever. It's like they're trying to undercut new indie projects. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we're going to put this in the big, yeah. big boys are going to do it. You guys can't break in anymore. Yeah. I almost feel like that's also the case too. I'm, I'm really trying to <laughs> really demonize these people. But, but I've been going all this way to get to the point to where when they're recruiting all these kids, the thing that sets Busta Rhymes to say that he wants Sarah to be on this project is that she gets startled by something and then she screams super loud and it breaks the glass but we know that it's not her scream it's all dubbed in it's like it's the most ironic of ironies in the entire movie so. yeah and like the the reason why we're supposed to feel something for hmm. it's it's by default yeah like she's the least shitty person in this group she's well, she, she's she's a fine person we don't know anything well, bad about her yeah but oh, she's, she's she's kind of meek and she's she doesn't want to wear anything too revealing and she has an online boyfriend that we that she does has never met. Yeah, that speaks to her character too. I mean, yeah. at least that does help. Yeah. And it's weird because it does speak even to like modern times right yeah. now, even even the time we're living in right now is that the journey that he has yeah. as a guy that obviously wants to date her, mm -hmm. but they've never met in real life. Yeah. He's a little younger and he seems a lot younger to me, but it's hard to tell. Yeah. It's like, it's probably like junior in college versus freshman in college. They do reference yeah. their freshman at some point. Oh, does it? The, those two kids. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And he helps her. It, it's, 
Yeah, that it's the first Halloween movie where texting is also a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how to feel about that because I feel like an old man. Yeah. Like when I see something like this, if I see Michael Myers in a movie where texting is happening, I'm like, that's weird. There was so much of that early 2000s tech just wedged into this movie. I loved how the text that he sends her is like one letter at a time. He's not like sending it. He's like typing it and watching. It's like, that's not how texting works. I was like, I never had that. Never had that work. Even on my old, clamshell flip phone yeah. my first cell phone ever which was probably about the same as the phone she had there yeah. it never never happened that yeah. way. it would just appear yeah that's that's, that's bad stuff right it there. is funny uh, he goes by the screen name deckard which i'm assuming is a reference to blade runner it has but, to be but i don't understand why it's just to make the reference you i know? guess could, yeah. it could have been you know could have been jeff spicoli <laughs> right or Vincent Vega. But it's like, right? But yeah. But it, like in H2O, the references made sense. Yeah, well, like in, but in this one, it's just, oh, here's a thing that people might recognize. Right, I'm going to add this to the tote board yeah. of uh, why this movie yeah. is not as good as H2O. So one more thing about Rick Rosenthal being kind of hands-off and just an example of that. And I'll kind of move on to other things that we can complain about. Can I call him a hack during the rest of this episode here and there? <laughs> you can do whatever you okay, want. Okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm gone. So you call, what was it, um, the the guy from 5, you called him a hack, I think. Was yeah, yeah. yeah, especially the guy from 6. Joe Chappelle's six. definitely a Joe hack. Chappelle, yeah. Well, uh, the, the guy from 5, he's hackish. Like he's, <laughs> yeah, right. he's definitely one of those guys that thinks this stuff is more artsy than it is. Right. Anyway, I don't know what to call that. But, <laughs> but do you remember the scene where... Sarah and the character played by Katie Sackhoff, who I'm a fan of hers. She's not super great in this movie because this is one of her early movies, but she was in Battlestar Galactica. She's been in a lot of stuff since then. She's in a new thing on Netflix right now that I kind of want to watch. Okay. Anyway, uh, her character's name was Jen. Do you remember the scene where they're in the room together and they're looking at the computer and this guy walks in and basically tells them not to go to the Myers house and then he like goes oh and gets real weird and like looks at the, the panties that are hanging on the thing and yeah you remember that yeah so that. that character was cut out of the movie but in the casting <laughs> oh I, I i missed him so much <laughs> right in the casting well that scene was cut out okay but when they were doing the casting calls Apparently, the casting director didn't get the note that that character was being cut out of the movie, so they had people come in to work on the movie, and whenever this kid did his audition for that character, Rick Rosenthal and, I guess, one of the producers like, oh, that, that's cool, let's just put him in the movie. And so that's why that scene happened. That scene wasn't supposed to be in the movie, but Rick was like, whatever, like, it, I like the kid, let's put him in there. <sighs> so that's why that weird scene is in there. <sighs> Man. So, yeah, Rick Rosenthal, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. It's too bad there wasn't a hot tub inside the original Myers house. Right. You know? <laughs> and he could have ripped himself off some more. We're right. going to get to that later. Yeah, yeah. He ripped himself off a lot from Halloween 2. Yeah. I think he thought he was remaking Halloween 2. Yeah. Because he got to do the second Halloween, Halloween from yeah. like the re-jump. Right. Reboot, whatever you want to call yeah. it. That's that's what I feel like. Because after a while, I was just like, dude, really? Like, yeah. you did this already. It oh, you did that already. Lot, yeah. So... We're, we'll save that for the body counts because yeah. that's pretty much where it is with him ripping himself off. Yeah, a lot wow. of it. Wow. I mean, you're opening up even so much more. I thought I was going to... I'm going to continue to bash this movie, Chris. <laughs> so. It's perfectly fine. It deserves it. Mm-hmm. Another thing that got cut out, I don't know if you remember it, but watching the commentary, when they arrive at the Myers house, there's very clearly in the foreground, there's this red car that's being towed away, and Sarah kind of notices it. That was initially supposed to be the car that Michael Myers stole earlier in the movie. And so the screen real estate taken up by this scene 
from this kid that wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. To me, this says that this part that connected Michael to Sarah throughout the movie where he was stalking her and he saw her and she started to notice this red car following her. Because if you remember, she like biked over to where they were doing the uh, casting call thing for the, the, what is it called? I forget what. Busta Rhymes calls the the show that they do. Yeah, I, it doesn't I, matter. Uh, it's something silly. Yeah, their their show, and it was supposed to be a thing that popped up whenever they were, whenever Jen was getting Sarah to try on the clothes and stuff. You were supposed to see that red car outside the window again. So that was supposed to pop up over and over. So it's just this whole thing that actually connected everything is just tossed out. I mean, yeah, I guess they had to let that go because Michael's got this huge underground railroad tunnel network yeah. going on. Which, that's, I mean, I'm trying to find something fun in this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, cool. He's got tunnels that go all the way to the, the crazy house. I guess, yeah. Over to his house. Like, that's how he gets around all these mm. years. Oh, my God. Like, I he's suppose. living like a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, or like uh, Jason in the, the Friday reboot. Yeah, there's that, too. That's probably a better reference. Uh, <laughs> at least more realistic to right. the kind of guy he is. Right. So... I don't know. So everybody's in the house now. Uh, they go through. They start discovering things, and how they don't realize that this is all a setup right away. When the the high chair like pushes out of the closet when they open it, and they're like, "Oh, that's yeah. scary." This is ooh, this is a clue. Because when I was a kid, I had that. I had springs right. attached to my high chair right. from when I had dinner. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about the middle part of the movie. No, I, I, I think it's best if we don't because, I, I you know, we'll spoil enough of it yeah. because people should not see this movie. All right. Uh, yeah. Phony traps, Busta's character used uh, it to show how cheap he is. He has, like, a cameraman that yeah. sets up all the cameras in the house, but yeah. he's also, like, his go-to guy, and they have him supposedly dressing up like Michael Myers to make appearances in the background on the web show. Well, that, so, okay. That's the original idea. That does open it. I think the original idea, watching the commentary, seeing it twice, was that Busta Rhymes' character was supposed to do that. Oh, but, yeah, because he, he calls him out and yeah. I forgot. But he thinks that Michael is his camera guy. Yeah. Because of the bit. Yeah. And, yeah, that that that's on me. I'm just so upset. I'm, <laughs> right? I'm forgetting some major plot points here. But is it does it really matter, I guess? No, I it's, the camera guy's name is Charlie and that was one of the funny, one of the many things. I'm just like, this is dumb. Because he's setting up the cameras inside the building while, or inside the Myers house, while Tyra Banks is watching on the video screens in their, their whatever you call it, the, the director's room or whatever. I'm like, surprised she wasn't watching Night of the Living Dead at the same yeah, time. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, and she's, they're kind of having this back and forth thing. Tyra Banks' character is almost not in the movie. Yeah, and, she shouldn't be there. Yeah. <laughs> And she, we don't even get to see her die. We just see the aftermath. Like, oh, she, apparently she died at some point during the night because yeah. there's not even a buildup to it. Yeah, and that'll be another callback yeah. later. And I like how Michael waited to kill this cameraman just as soon as he set up that last camera. That's the thing. Perfect. It's like so many coincidences. So he's setting up these cameras and they're they're arguing about it over the the uh, monitors, headset, the headset. Yeah. yeah. And he's saying, I go, well, I went to this whatever school, and apparently that's the school that Steven Spielberg did go to, and Rosenthal was like, I don't know how many people would get that, but he, that's that's actually true. It's like, I don't, like, then don't put it in. But he's setting up the cameras, and he's the first guy that Michael kills in the house. He stabs him with the tripod. It's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, but all this time while this is happening, 
instead of watching the monitors, Tyra Banks' character is making this, like, latte frappuccino thing yeah. and dancing. So she happens to not be watching for the exact amount of time it takes for him to be murdered. And for Michael to set up the camera <laughs> on his own with the tripod sticking out plainly in view of the camera. And she looks at it and she goes, oh, that's a great shot. It's a great it's like, shot. no, it's not. It's no. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, ah. Uh, his head hurts. Yeah, so... It feels like, I don't know, they were trying to put in comedy and jokes when it just doesn't work. It was just forced and everything. But that's the thing is Charlie, the camera dude, wasn't seen from then on. And watching the movie, we're like, well, aren't they concerned that this guy isn't there anymore? And that's when we find out that we know that Michael has been stalking someone. He's already killed uh, at least one person by that point. Buster Rhymes is, well, we see someone, we see someone in a Michael Byers mask walking through and then we see someone else with a Michael Myers mask walking behind him. And there's that really weird scene where there's two Michaels, one stalking the other. Yeah. And then it's a scene that Rosenthal was saying that people loved, which I didn't. I mean, it's kind of funny to see Buster Rhymes yell at Michael Myers. But it's also, I just, I didn't, like, I got it. But then he kept going and going yeah. and going. I was like, okay, like, let's just, and then Michael walks away. I would have liked that to have been the only time that he really said anything wacky to him yeah. throughout the whole film. Yeah. They're going to leave one thing and leave that. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah. But I just want to know what the plan was because Buster Rhymes, according to his plan, from what I gather from the movie, was to, like you said, be in shots throughout the night as the people watching. So at this point, over, I don't know where he is. <laughs> Uh, Deckard and his friend have gone to this Halloween party. They're dressed up uh, from Pulp Fiction. Uh, yes. And the Deckard guy doesn't really want to be at the party. He wants to watch the stream, so he yeah. goes into this other room. They're at this kick-ass looking 70s house in Hollywood right. somewhere. Like, yeah. I like that house. I've seen that in other movies, too, and I want to know what that is. Yeah. So, yeah. But that all being said, one of the cooler parts of the movie is that house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's so weird because he never... He only interacts with Sarah, and he only interacts with her through text throughout the entire movie. So we just cut back and forth. It's just a weird... Like, there's no payoff to any of that. The only the only thing that makes sense for him to stay there is to constantly monitor it because also well yeah I guess he doesn't know or shouldn't know where the house actually is I but think I guess everyone you, would know I guess if you live there you should though right but I don't know where he lives I don't either they they unless I missed it there is yeah. no sense of location we know that the Myers house is in Haddonfield yes. we know that yes. we don't know where he is yeah. Although there's that cutout scene, one of the alternate endings is that he, he actually shows, shows up, up, yeah, and he's like, "Oh hey, but that also feels weird. let's date, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're alive, cool. Right. I, well, I saved your life, so you can yeah. have sex with me, right? right. I mean, maybe that's why they didn't go with it, yeah. Uh, but we got a little bit on a side because <laughs> I had to explain where Deckard was yeah. at this time. That's the side plot of the story. Very scream, by the way, because now it's this teenage teenage college drunk party mm. and they wind up watching tv yeah it, it deteriorates from a dance party to like oh we're all gathered in the room now yeah. watching this thing because you do there is some camera footage at some point yeah uh you know so yeah i feel like that's definitely just a, a scream thing yeah i went I, a long way to that. say it but it is <laughs> and uh yeah a lot of miramax inception okay sure but so they're doing that why but what was his buster rhymes's end goal 
because he's actually starting to chase people as Michael Myers in the house. Yeah. Like, does he not expect them to retaliate at some point? Because he's not singling them out. He's actually going after them when there's like three or four in the same place. Yeah, and then he yells at him at one point and, and he's he, like, hey, be cool. Yeah, and he tells them to turn off the cameras while the cameras are still on. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. how did Deckard and everybody not see that? Turn off the camera. I mean, I guess yeah. it's, it's the early days of the internet. So number one, the sound's probably not going to be that good. Second of all, he's shaking his head and he's on the floor now. So you, you know you're all like crazy. I'm trying to help. Yeah. Uh, it's being all crazy. I'm not so buying it. But... I, I'm I'm glad that you don't. <laughs> uh, so that's the only way I can really explain is yeah. okay. The camera goes dead. You hear a bunch of commotion. You hear some muffled voices. Sure. Plus his mouth is in a mask, so you probably don't catch it. So there's also that. Yeah, but you also see everybody staring at Michael. Yeah, Mike, so. I know. So it goes dark. Yeah. It, it does look kinky, but that's the only way he could save it at that point is to like, okay, camera's off. I'm going to explain to you the shit. Well, no, I get that. On. Yeah, I, I know. But yeah. I like how he's like, we're all going to be rich and famous and I'll take care of you on the yeah. back end. You know that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> if he gets right. rich and famous, they're going to get cut out right. so quick. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> they, he had no plan. And yeah. the, that's just terrible writing because there was no plan for this. The, the only reason that they did that was to get to this point to where he can reveal to everyone to where they're all in on it to make them stay in this house that they're already locked in. They can't yeah. get out. They already tried to. Yeah, so, and I guess they hadn't seen the actual real bodies at that point. Yeah, because... Or if they saw them, they think they're fake now. The first one was Bill, who was killed... He, he was looking in the mirror. This was really early. He disappeared really early, where yeah. Michael reached through the, the mirror and stabbed him in the head, which yeah. is kind of silly. <laughs> um, and then, I think by this point, another one had been killed, but she was underground in that that place, so she wasn't found either. Yeah, the art student or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But then that was after that point, that's when it all started to break loose and everybody started dying like really quickly. Yeah. And for you fan of the garbage people wrap up, most of them. Like just <laughs> just not the main girl, the main girl not a garbage person. Yeah. Um the I don't know. I don't know who's not. I mean Deckard's not a garbage person. His intentions yeah. are good. Yeah. But everybody else really just kinda sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're all kind of in it for themselves because they're they're all the the one girl wants to be famous. Yeah, uh, the exactly. the one guy the the guy that's the cook he just kind of I don't know why he's there. He's not a garbage person, but he's just there. He 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 probably just filled a point in casting, and that <laughs> right. not just for the actual film, yeah. but for the film within the film. Yeah, it's like okay, let's get yeah. that guy. And he's he was the character is friends with Sarah and Jen, so I guess that's why he's there. Sure. The other guy, Bill, I don't know why he's there. Yeah. The the aloof guy, the the biker dude that's kind of dumb. Uh, I don't know why he's there. I guess he yeah. just thinks it's fun. I don't oh, he's know. definitely a garbage person. Yeah, it's just I don't know. There's no characterization. They're just there to get killed. The kills aren't super great for the most part. I mean, I like the tripod thing, but yeah. I don't know. Can we just get to the body count? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that there's anything else to say. Yeah. Uh, the, the ending. Okay, so Michael <laughs> again. There were how many endings on the disc? Three. Yeah, I think three. three? There were three deleted. Alternate and then there was like a variation on one of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in all of them, I think all of them, Michael still lives. Or maybe he doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. But it ends up to where Buster Rhyme's character and Sarah are the ones that end up surviving. We didn't talk about the kung fu scene. Well, Buster uh, Rhymes does kung fu on well, Michael. Well, yeah, because we've learned in the Halloween franchise, if you see someone do it, then you can do it. Yeah. So Michael learns how to drive at a young age yeah. from watching someone else drive. Yeah. Buster Rhymes watches a kung fu movie early. That, that's really good script writing, Chris. <laughs> right. He watches the kung fu movie right. sometime in the middle or the beginning of the second act. Yeah. So it's like, oh, 
clearly a karate expert. Yes. And he's going to throw down with Michael. Then mm-hmm. How he didn't get killed. I mean, was it just literally like, well, LL didn't get killed, so I'm not going to get killed. Like, I wonder if it was that simple. I feel, I don't, I didn't make it to the end of the commentary, so I didn't see the final scene. Yeah. Uh, but I think earlier in the commentary, Rick Rosenthal said something about Busta was available for the final scenes, so they put him in. So basically, <laughs> that's why he lived. Uh, I think that's, He does get, like, stabbed a little bit, I think, at one point. He does, point. Yeah. I think, yeah. But he survives. But he survives. So, let's see. Let's go through some of the endings, because we can maybe pick our favorite. Okay. That'll be fun, right? Sure. And so, the ending that happens in the movie is there's the big fight in the director's room with all the television screens. Wires. That's important. Yeah. Wires (laughs) and and whatnot. And help me out a little bit. There's There's a lot of blood. A fire breaks out. There's a lot of blood because Tyra Banks' character is strung up. And uh, does does Buster Rhymes come in and save her? Basically, save Sarah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't like how Sarah had to be saved by like everybody in every ending. Yeah, I thought that was really stupid. There was that. Yeah. yeah. But so well, I don't. What was the point of her character? There was no arc for her. I didn't think. No. And there was like, no... well, I was right. This was a dumb idea, and yeah. I definitely shouldn't have done it. Yeah. And I'll just go back to my internet stalker boyfriend. <laughs> right. So basically, it looks like Michael's been burned up. There's the scene outside with the paramedics and police and whatnot, and they look at. They want to see the dead body. <laughs> they want to see him because they would recognize him. Yeah. <laughs> Once again. Yeah. They want to make sure he's dead, and so the. Official version, they cut to another scene where Michael is dragged or wheeled into the morgue and the attendant is kind of nervous because the paramedic dude is like, oh, it's Michael Myers, ha ha ha. And she goes over there and when she unzips it and looks down, he opens his eyes and he reaches up or something. And that's the end. Yes. There's another... Very, very cheap, generic... Yeah. Like, that's a straight-to-video ending. Yeah. It really is. Uh, another ending is when they look at Michael, he opens his eyes there at the scene. Yeah. And doesn't don't they kill him? Like, yeah, right she, she stabs him she repeatedly. Stabs him, yeah. 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 So that's, uh, that's ending two. There's another ending where in the fire scene, it's Deckard that shows up. Yes. And he saves Sarah. <laughs> he saves her and drags her. And out. then there's that awkward moment at the end where they're staring at each other and it's like I don't who are you oh I'm Deckard I've yeah. been cyber stalking you for however long yeah it just it, I don't know yeah it I was, did save your life <laughs> right so that was the third ending something like that was there I don't know if, was there another one I think that was it that's all I can think of what was what which one would you have gone with <sighs> Probably the one where she stabs him outside. I think I would do that too. I so, like... And the fact that that's... I almost went Deckard, yeah. but I was like, the fact that that would have been the best ending kind of says a lot to this movie. Yeah. I mean, if I was his age yeah. at that time when this movie came out, I'd have been like, yeah, let's go with that. He should, yeah. he should get the girl. Right. But I don't... I, I realize now how bad that looks. Yeah. <laughs> like... And it's just... A, I'm not even trying to overemphasize or like, you know... Yeah. Be too sensitive about these things. But at the same time, yeah, she's a weak-ass character, once again. Yeah. She doesn't grow balls at any point. And I'm, well, I don't know. Just, just bad. It's, it's all bad. <laughs> I don't want to overanalyze her too much, because she's not worth analyzing. <laughs> I, I think she did a, like, the actress did a fine job with what she was mm-hmm. given. I think most of the people did. 
um, with what they were given because apparently they weren't given any direction. <laughs> right. But yeah, I agree. Who cares? Do what you want. I agree with you that I think the one where she stabs him over and over on the gurney is probably the better one yeah. because it, it's a little bit of catharsis for her. And the ending with Deckard is just weird because they don't interact. They are not boyfriend and girlfriend. So and to see them yeah. face to face feels kind of like the ending of like the graduate where there's the the awkwardness at the end when they finally he gets her yeah. but then there's a weird scene it goes on a little bit too long and you see that it's not right you know yeah and then i i seem to think the way that they shot a couple of those endings makes me feel like okay well tyra's dead now and that yeah. was Busta's lady or yeah. sort of or at least his partner uh, it's and, hard to tell and now his character's like i like you i just saw you stab michael a couple of times <laughs> right. let's go make some new movies it's right. like he's gonna like direct porn with her now like that's <laughs> just the vibe i get mm-hmm. the fact that i'm allowed to go that far with it right and you're kind of like that didn't happen <laughs> You're not saying that, are you? It, it mean, could have happened. It that's didn't, how. But it that's how much of a, just like a do whatever you want kind of movie this is. Yeah. It's it's it failed on pretty much every level. Yeah. Like you know, minus five stars, whatever you want to say. Body count, please. Body count, please. Because <laughs> right. I want uh, this. This overemphasizes how hacky the director was and ripping himself off. Mm-hmm. How many times does this make you think of the original Halloween 2? All right, Chris, do your body count. Go. There were 11 deaths probably in this movie. Probably? Yeah. No dogs? No dogs. Yeah. So he kind of has gone away from the dogs after part five, four or five. No, it's all right. The movie's enough of a dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The first one that gets killed is one of the security guys in the mental hospital um, a security guy by the name of Franklin. We don't see him die, but we find out that he's decapitated because the other security guy, who is number two, Willie, the one that was hungry and had to stop to get a snack while they're looking for someone who had apparently escaped. It's a snack machine in an underground tunnel. Yeah. It's like that Red Dwarf episode. It's like, oh, here's a snack machine in the hallway. (laughs) (laughs) But they're going off to find someone who's escaped, but no, I gotta stop Get a snack. I have to eat it standing here at the snack machine because yeah. I can't take it with me. Where was the security guard from T2 when you needed it? Right. <laughs> oh, he's, his, his he's, head's he's on the dead. ground. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he got his throat cut. We did get to see that. And then number three, also in that first sequence at the mental hospital, was Laurie Strode. Back, kiss, drop. Number four was the camera guy, Charlie, who got stabbed with the tripod. I liked it. It was, I guess, is that my favorite kill? I guess. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Um, Number five was Bill. He was the kind of the smaller kind of Weasley guy in the 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 fear house. Uh, We talked about it. He got reached through the mirror. I guess is a mirror a callback to H2O? I don't know. Doesn't matter. He was Friday the 13th. You know, when you go through the glass, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Who knows? He reached, Michael reached through the glass, stabbed him in the head, which is silly. Like, you had to try real hard to stab someone in the head. See how I deflected that out of the original Halloween? Because I can't, (laughs) I can't have you do that to my, to my movie, Well, H2O. Uh, But still, I can't have you do it to that movie, even. (laughs) There's been too much of it attached to it. Number six was Donna. She was the one that went underground with the the jacket guy that she finally decided to have sex with him even though she had no interest in him like two seconds prior yeah so he already got into directing porn at that point because that's pretty much what was going on um she got impaled on a gate she found michael's underground hideout that he 
been living in for however long. Yeah. And one of the bars on this gate in the sewer, I don't know. We need the radars on something like that nowadays. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it just, just right for him to push someone onto it, so I guess he was planning that. Yeah, he's had that set up yeah. forever. And he's had to clean <laughs> it a like, few points. It's like, finally, the time is right. Yes, I've just been putting rats on it for a <laughs> while now, hey. Yeah, there was a dead rat, or almost dead rat. That well, that's how you prep them. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you get the little, uh, you oh, know, yeah. little fire starter thing right. out and cook yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. You have to go with what you have. Number six was Jenna, played by Katie Sackhoff. She was, she didn't believe anything was wrong at the time, but she got decapitated at the top of the stairs and her head rolled down. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, number eight was Jim, which was the guy in the jacket, the aloof guy that was kind of stupid. He got his head crushed. So number nine was Rudy. He was the chef that was friends with Sarah and Jen. He got stabbed onto the wall. Another reference. Um, but it was three times. He got stabbed with three knives in this one. So that was three times as good as Bob's death in the original. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> and he's a chef, so it's right. like nice and ironic and stuff. Sure, yeah. He's good. It's, it's a good movie. Number 10 was <laughs> Nora. That was Tyra Banks' character, who we've only been referencing as Tyra Banks. But her name was Nora. Did you know that? No. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> she was... We don't know what happened. She died at some point during the night, and we found her later on. And she was set up the same way, pretty much, as the nurse the head nurse in Halloween 2 nurse elves yeah so where there's blood all over the floor yeah and Tyra's blood really makes the, all the fire and everything happen because blood oh, is yeah. water yeah, yeah, yeah. or at least it's it some water. It, it has water so if you put an electrical thing on it yeah it might actually catch fire yeah so we got blood fire <laughs> yes blood fire is cool yeah I so mean it sounds like a good band <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. not playing Coachella they're too metal right. <laughs> uh, but yeah and then number 11 is, we think it's Michael, but no, it's not Michael. It's probably the nurse, uh, but we don't actually see her die, <laughs> or the, the morgue lady at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. I don't know if I count her or not. Do you count that one? Because we see, he's obviously going to kill he's her. He's obviously going to kill her. You make the call, but I mean, she definitely dies. Uh, I'll count it. That's 11. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Bloodfire, is that enough to make it a favorite kill of mine? Uh... But you didn't even see her die. I'll tell you what, Chris, I don't have a favorite kill. <laughs> I, I don't want to say favorite in the same sentence you, as you movie. abstaining in protest? I am. <laughs> I'm standing my ground. All right, well, that's that's fair enough. Were there any breasts in this movie, Joey? Uh, two. Yes. Yes, the art student girl. Yes, Donna. I almost forgot about the I almost forgot about the breast, Chris. <laughs> I'm like really trying to put this movie out of my head. I'm not even lying about this. You see the look in my eyes. You're, it's all surprise tonight. You look real tired right now. So well, I, I think maybe we should get out of here. Alright. Uh coming up. Yes. <laughs> coming up next, we've got Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yes. I don't know if he got title credit, but he should have because it's definitely Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. We'll talk about more of that on the next episode. Yeah. I mean, it can't be as bad as this. It can't be, but put a pin in it. <laughs> right. If you get me going on that movie, I will not stop. Yeah. If you're not a fan of me out there, then you're not going to want to listen to the next episode. I would like you to, and I hope you would enjoy me eventually. I got a lot to say on the next one in different ways why I didn't like this movie, Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. A lot of this is just shallowness. I feel a little bare bones why I don't like this movie. Okay. I've got a lot. I've got a freaking grocery list. Wow. All right. Of why I don't like Rob Zombie's Halloween. Okay. 
And I'm curious as to what you think of it, especially Chris, because right. you really, you really steer the ship here, and I really enjoy doing these shows with you. Yeah, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Let's get out of here. So please enjoy Joey on the next episode of <laughs> The Last Theater. I will also be there for your enjoyment, and you can always find The Last Theater, all of these episodes, this Halloween retrospective, on cnjradio.com, and go to the Twitter at The Last Theater and the Facebook. Interact. Let us know what you think about all these movies. If you liked Halloween Resurrection, let us know. Convince us. Sell us on it. See if you can do it. I don't think Joey's going to budge. Email Chris. But I'll be open to listening at least. And do all of that. And yeah, check us back for Rob Zombie's Halloween on the next episode. And avoid horror sequels with the word resurrection in it. Alien, Chris. Yeah. Are we going to... Alien. Yeah. If we, are we going to do Aliens? I don't know. Let's see. I'd like to eventually. Yeah, all right. Well, well. All right. This is the real goodbye. Bye. Trick or treat. Motherfucker!